0: Oh, babe. Hello, all you rockers and rockets! Welcome to another edition of and the podcast will rock. That's right. We are the podcast where we dive into the catalog, the discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. Van Halen. I am one of your hosts today, as always, Mark Kamara, but joining me as always as well, Corey Morissette. Corey, uh, the early spring is gone. It's, it's gone, sir. It's, uh, winter came back with a vengeance, as I knew it would. Uh, how are you holding up over there? Okay, you say winter came back with a vengeance in your neck of the woods. What's the temperature there? I don't want to say, but it's definitely not as cold as where you are. But it's cold enough, Corey, okay? It's cold enough in the southern U.S., and I, and I don't want to talk about it. But how are you holding up? You know, not good,
1: Mark, and I'll tell you why. Because it's still – we're under uh, extreme cold warning still. Uh, minus 27 with the wind chill today, uh, no end in sight. And my water heater decided to crap out on Tuesday morning, woke up no. to a giant flood in my basement. So had to, you know, spring for a new water heater. The old one was not even seven years old, but I, I guess that's the lifespan of a water heater. I thought they would last a lot longer. Apparently they don't. So um had to cancel some summer uh, trip plans that, you know, we were going to see the Foo Fighters in Toronto had to put the, that on the back burner to get a new water heater because you know what hot water is important especially when it's minus fucking 27
0: it is but you know what's just as important at least in my mind is a uh, good old rock and roll and i am i am devastated actually I'm, I'm super super devastated for you because of the cold water and the flood and everything uh but man you got to miss the foo fighters uh, i know you don't i don't actually because the foo fighters are coming to saskatchewan
1: for some unknown reason they're doing there shows in Regina and Saskatoon, so I was able to get tickets to the Saskatoon show, which is actually on my anniversary. The wife and I are celebrating our 14th wedding anniversary, and we're going to go see the Foo Fighters in Saskatoon, so I'm not going to miss the, the Foo Fighters. I'm very happy about that.
0: Well, an awesome. Mark, we're
1: not alone this week. I want you to, to work your uh, magic uh, intro powers here and introduce our very special guest.
0: Well, I suppose I could do that. Uh, I was thinking of giving him a, a more grand entrance, but why bother? I'll give him just a, a, as grand as entrance as he yeah. He's not that grand. He's
1: not that grand. We, you know, he's he's not
0: that important. But he is important to us. Yes, Uh, We we enjoy this guy. We enjoy having him around uh, for all of his commentary, for his positive notes, for his less than positive notes, just to bust our chops whenever we need it. We know we can always count on him. You guys, we teased it, and now here he is. This is our special guest for the week. Please welcome New York's own John Mariano. Hey, John do you like van halen because if you don't you're in the wrong show what say you
2: so, so, so you bring me on the van halen podcast the assumption to the audience should be i like van halen and the groundbreaking question you have for me is do you like van halen this is I your first note soon. mark <laughs> this, this is your first <laughs> note sorry. on your intro is maybe come in a little hotter next time on what, what you're going to fire off as your big question. Yes. I, 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 I love and adore Van Halen at a very young age. 1984 was a seminal um, album of my life. Um, The first Van Halen, anything I owned was Diver Down on cassette. Um, I am a huge, huge Van Halen fan. Um, They're never my top band I name, but they're always in, my 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 playlists—they're always on my mixtapes. Back when I had mixtapes, they're always part of of what I would call my music vocabulary.
0: Mm, yeah. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Then, guess what? You're on the right show. What well, we knew, we knew we had the right guests for this week. So, good job, John. Thank you for doing the assignment. Uh, no, we love John. Uh, we uh, Corey and I have alluded to it in the past, uh, in some previous episodes. But we used to have another podcast together, and John was part of that podcasting group. So, this is a semi reunion, uh, so to speak. So. Hope you all enjoy what we have planned for you today, which is we're planning nothing. We, we never plan, as you guys know. We spin the wheel, and the wheel decides what we talk about, and whatever that is, you know, it's going to be a Van Halen rockin' tune, or maybe not so rockin'. I don't know. We're kind of uh, we're on a a very interesting trajectory, Corey. I know that we've had uh, some really positive positive luck with tunes that we actually agree that are pretty rocking. They're great, but we've we've had some stinkers. Uh, How do you feel we're going to do this week with with John as our guest, uh, putting out his own personal vibes as we put on our personal vibes? How how do you feel the wheel is going to treat us this time?
1: Well, you know what? We've been on a bit of a hot streak since episode nine. We've had really good tracks, I think. And last week uh, was a tremendous uh, surprise, pleasant surprise, Chinatown. From a different kind of truth was a fucking yeah. banger. Love that song. But because he John's here last week, it was a twofer and I liked them both, but because John is here and because John earlier today in a group chat invoked the name of Gary Sharon, oh, I'm no. feeling I'm feeling it might be something uh, on the more experimental side from Van Halen 3 uh, because that would be the kind of thing that, that John invokes. We're not going to get a, a big hit here, I don't think. And I, I'm kind of looking forward to that because John's energy l- lends itself to something
0: Really fucking weird uh, f- from Van Halen 3. <laughs> uh, would, you, would you say, John, that you're more of a Sharon guy or a uh, Sammy Hagar guy?
2: I'm, I'm very much more Sammy Hagar guy. I'm expecting, it, it, just to kind of backtrack on what Corey said a little bit, I agree that it's going to be uh, like a, a wet dog fart in here very soon with whatever that wheel
0: is going to hit great did van halen ever record a track called wet dog fart because if <laughs> they did i'd be very curious to hear it and it, it's probably pretty rocking if you I, know
1: what, I have to the, 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 they had one called dirty water dog so wet dog fart would not surprise me but i, I was <laughs> maybe I, it's a b-side <laughs> you know what? i was cruising around the other day listening to a uh, classic rewind on sirius and good station in uh, the song uh how many say i from van halen three came up and i thought this is the Worst fucking song I've ever heard. So I'm thinking that's maybe what the wheel is going to give
0: us. Oh no! Wouldn't that be something? Uh, You know, in my, I think you're both wrong. I think we're not going to get some some deep cut or some rare song, some crappy tune. I think we are in for a hit, and I but I don't I don't know if it's going to be a Diamond Dave hit or if it's going to be a Hagar hit. Uh, it's definitely not going to be a Sharon hit because sorry, but anyway, I think we're going to get something that we all know and we all adore, and this might be, uh, it's either going to make this show more interesting or I don't know, maybe it'll go a lot smoother than we could have anticipated. I somewhat doubt it, but, uh, what do you, what do you think? Should we go ahead and bust out the wheel? Any, any, uh, thoughts, comments before we do that?
1: Yeah, b- Before we do, uh, you had mentioned, every week we talk about what Christy thought of last week's show and what, uh, yes. what Christy thought of last week's song. And and we were both mm-hmm. pretty confident that she would love
0: last week's song. And did she? I'll have to let you know when she tells me that she listened to the <laughs> episode <laughs> because I don't think she has. Um, so I will very much yell at her uh, later about like, why didn't you listen? I, I won't yell. I'll just go, why didn't you listen to the show, please? You're featured on it. I did warn her, though, that if the song that she has been manifesting for all this time since we started, if the song does happen on the wheel, I'm going to have to go grab her and she's going to have to join the show.
2: Hey, hey, can you guys do a little digging for me the next time you talk to Christy? Sure. Um, Did she listen to the song at double speed or did she listen to the song at actual speed? Because her criticism might be flawed. Good point. Good point. Good point.
0: I actually have an answer to that. She listens to the show at double speed, but the song itself, she listens to before the show. She just looks to see what we go over and she listens at regular speed.
2: Interesting. Well, that's fair. Very, very smart. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we, we had someone who listened to our old show
1: on feeding the monster who listened to everything as fast as humanly possible. And of course, I'm talking about the lovely, the enchanting Christy McGee, uh, who I'm Aww. pretty sure doesn't listen to this show. But, but if she did, <laughs> it would be, we would sound like chipmunks right now. Because she listens to, I think, 20 podcasts a day.
0: That's true. But if we, if we rebrand as a James Hetfield stand show, then I guarantee you she'll tune in every single week. And if we can incorporate Frazier and Metallica, she would be the first listen every single week. I mean, I'm, I'm not against that idea personally. (laughs) I, I enjoy both of those things. So, all right. But. So yeah, that's, let's, you know what? Let's just get to it, man. Cause I'm excited to see what this wheel is going to give us tonight. And I really, I just hope it's going to be as entertaining as I'm thinking it will be. Well, here's hoping. And
1: as always at this time, we turn things over to Mr. Hagar. Here we go. All right. Wheel is spinning and we are going to get... Ooh, it's our first track from Women and Children First. Ooh. It's a song called yeah. "Fools." All right, Ooh. Mark. Finally, we get one from Women and Children First. We haven't had That's one right. from that one yet.
0: Nope, this is our first, and uh, we are the the, the fool in, in question is definitely me because I don't think I'm familiar with, with this track.
1: Uh, John, you had mentioned uh, Diver Down was your first cassette. Do you remember? Uh, have you ever owned Women and Children First?
2: No, I did not, and I don't know anybody who, I mean, I know people who have, because I know Van Halen fans who are that much Van Halen fans. I just haven't hung out in their room long enough to have heard anything off of Women and Children First.
1: Uh, Originally, the song was called I Live With Fools, uh, and it was uh, performed during the band's club days, uh, way back when. Um, They obviously reworked it uh, from the original demo. Um, uh, David Lee Roth described it as a heavy-duty Broadway shuffle. So there might be a little more <laughs> David Lee Roth in this song than there is Van Halen brothers, but uh Oh boy. I, I don't recall this one right off the hop. So I'm looking forward to listening to it here tonight. So so, so I are am we about to get
0: terrified.
2: <laughs> are we about to hear a Van Halen show team?
1: Uh potentially.
0: Heavy duty Broadway shuffle. I mean, I, I anticipate a lot of uh, flip-flop zoobity-bops from, uh, from David Lee <laughs> Roth if he's going to give it that sort of description. So if I don't get it, I'm going to be very upset. Living in Children First, I think, is one of the uh, harder uh, uh, Van
1: Halen albums. Uh, of course, th- this was their uh, third album, uh, released uh, way back, uh, March 26, 1980. Um, of course, uh, And the Critical Rock was the big single uh, Office album. Uh, this song was not uh, a, a, a single or, or anything like that. Of course, this album, uh, again, was uh, produced by Ted Templeman, uh, released on Weather Brothers, pr- produced at Sunset Sound in Los Angeles, 33 minutes. Um, this is now the third uh, track on side A for all you vinyl fans uh, of Women and Children First. Uh, and The Cradle Will Rock and Everybody Wants Some was the one-two punch that kicked off this album, which is a fantastic way to start an album. Uh, Fools yeah. was, was the third track, so... Very interested on how this one's going to go here tonight.
0: I'm just going to pull up the lyrics ahead of time just to get a get a sense of what we're uh, what we're up against on this one. <laughs> because uh, it, all, those of you who listen will know that a lot of times I'm not I'm not crazy about uh, Dave's writing style. Uh, it, it, but it, it depends on the song, and it depends on the content of the song. But sometimes uh, he and I just don't see quite eye to eye on, on whatever he's trying to a lot of times I, it's just because I can't understand or uh, fully interpret what he's trying to say in a given song sometimes uh, so I'm, I'm very curious to see if this is also going to follow that same mold or if I'm going to be surprised at uh, the you know the, the deep thoughtness of it all
2: Mark have you ever seen David Lee Roth in an interview oh yes because, as far as I know, the deep underlying thing of David Lee Roth is sex and partying. So, I don't think that you're talking about like get diving into like war and peace here. <laughs>
0: you, would, you would think so. And yet, Chinatown, it felt like he had a lot to say in that one. And it had nothing to do with, uh, you know, sex and drugs, at least that I could interpret. Yeah, it was all about uh, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, as far as market I could tell. It was great. That's what <laughs> it's it's full on canon. I'm pretty sure he got the inspiration from Big Trouble in Little China. But
1: uh, like John said, uh, that this one was from their club days, um, just after kind of the backyard uh, stuff. Um I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a little simpler uh, lyrically uh, mm-hmm. than, than Chinatown, uh, because Dave, especially at this point, you know, coming off the backyard days where he kind of wormed his way into the group. Right, this is before. Um, you know, they, they got the deal with Warner Brothers. So the, this is an older track. Uh, I, I'm anticipating something uh, heavy, something fast, and, and something lyrically quite simple.
0: Well, let's uh, let's see if we're right or if we're wrong. Let's see if it rocks or it does not. All right, here we go. This is Fool's.
1: Mark, uh, what did you think about the
0: uh, we're just kind
1: of noodling our way in here, aren't we?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's kind of hard to, uh, I wonder if it's, uh, the volume control or if he's just intentionally, uh, kind of playing a uh, very, very subtly, very quietly. I'm not sure, but it's very blues, uh, inspired at the first, you know, f- first, uh, impression. So that's interesting there. Uh, it's not a typical Van Halen intro. So uh, I'm in, I'm impressed with that first of all, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes from there. John?
2: Yeah, it's uh it, it's very uh, Zeppelin-esque, you know, mm-hmm. playing play, playing with the volume, play playing with the tone, dan- dancing the guitar around the voice, having the voice dance around the guitar. I'm I'm intrigued. I've not heard Van Halen sound like this before, and and if this is a tease as to what the rest of the song can be, and we don't just fall into the show tune like we thought, and we're going to go a little bit more into, into this exploratory um, song, I'm I'm, I'm excited.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, uh, the Van Halen brothers, very influenced by Led Zeppelin. So uh, uh, d- definitely skewering more towards the uh, Alex and Eddie side, as opposed to the David side here early on. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's, let's keep going here.
0: No, that's a little more uh, what we're used to, isn't it, Mark? <laughs> it's like eruption light, that's what that was. But uh, yeah, what a what a superb uh, re-intro, so to speak, uh, just giving you that little subtle blues opening and then all of a sudden reminding you, oh, hey, by the way, we're still Van Halen, rock! And here <laughs> it is. So yeah, that's more like it.
2: If, if, if this was my band, I would be opening every show with the opening of the song. Right? So Completely. This is everything I'd want to hear. Like, I can hear just what we just heard and not hear anything else and and leave satisfied after the show.
1: (laughs) Great point. Imagine the the curtains up, right? And you hear that little noodling and Dave kind of. And all of a sudden the curtain drops, you get that big.
0: Right. That's a great
1: concert intro. That's a great, great call there, John.
0: It wouldn't shock me if uh, they did use this song as as an intro at some point uh, during their live show career. They probably didn't, but it wouldn't shock me if they said, oh yeah, totally, we did that.
1: All right, let's see what else we got here. almost kind of sounds like a, a heavier Aerosmith at this point, doesn't it? Kind of that simplistic kind of blues, that dun, 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 see, dun.
2: yeah, see, I felt like it felt like a heavier Elvis Elvis, What? yeah, I felt like the, 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 the way the bass line was coming in and everything it had a little like shake, rattle and roll kind of feel to it, but like a heavier like if Elvis came out maybe 20 years later, what Elvis might have sounded like, nice uh, um, I could see yeah. that
0: I'm, uh, you mentioned at the top, uh, or at least, uh, before we started playing the track, this is one that they repurposed from their earlier days. Is, is that correct? Yeah, they are, were
1: playing this kind of in their club days. So after, uh, Van Halen kind of made their name first as Genesis and then as Mammoth mm-hmm. and then as Van Halen around the backyard kind of circuit, they, they, st- once uh, David got it in the group, they started playing clubs and, and that's where this song originated from
0: okay well okay it, it makes sense because this is this is from their third album but yet it sounds this particular track almost gives me the vibe of we are trying to figure out uh, our sound out uh this is sort of a song where it's like yeah it's rocking but it's not it's we're not fully van halen yet and but yet this came from their third album so they've already well established who they are and what they can do but it just, this song just sort of sounds to me like it's uh, early demo Van Halen, if you will. Um, see,
2: see, see, but I also think it, like thinking about other bands like the Beatles and stuff, when they got more experimental later in their career, this feels like they already kind of know who they are. But it's like, do we want to still be that? Or do we want to push the boundaries a little bit and maybe see where else we could go? Like, it almost feels like they're exploring what more than van halen would be at this point right that's a Um, that's a good point yeah yeah Yeah.
0: even even opening this this album with and the cradle will rock we already know it's it's still the van halen that we've we've come to love and enjoy uh this yeah just this song just sort of gave me the vibe of of Early, kind of early days still trying to figure it right. out and with Corey saying this is one that they were playing back in their in their club days before like way before this album came out that it makes sense but i like well, your well, interpretation too
2: but one but also like it's it, it it's and the cradle will rock and then everybody wants them so they really hammer home yeah this is this is what van halen is now and then it's kind of like okay so now we're giving you a taste like we know that you're into the album at this point, because we know these two tracks are just going to be for, for generations. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you a third track now, and it might be, it's a new flavor. It's almost like you can buy three, three, three flavored ice cream. Maybe we got some vanilla, we got some chocolate and we're going to throw some Rocky road or pistachio or something in there for the third, for the third flavor. It's like It might not be for everybody, but if you dig this one, you're like, we're going to have some extra, some extra stuff maybe later in our career for you.
1: And you know, what, and we talked about this earlier, Mark, uh, at this point in their career, you know, back in the seventies, it was record an album tour of the world, record an album. So, mm-hmm. uh, this is now the third album in that cycle. They could have been like reaching back for, for material because they had to get the album out, uh, fairly right. quick because yeah. of the label, right. So it's like, you know, here's a song that we didn't think was strong enough for Van Halen one or Van Halen two. But, you know, we're going to put it on women and children first because we're, we're kind of reaching for material at this point. Yeah. It, it definitely awesome sounds like, sense, uh, yeah. yeah, it sounds like earlier Van Halen mm-hmm. just just kind of cleaned up and heavier because this is a band, like you said, is kind of firing in all cylinders. And, and to John's point about opening concerts with this song, uh, Fools has only been played 11 times by wow. Van Halen. Seven times in 1976, three in 1975, and one in 1980. So, sure. not a concert staple uh, by any wow. stretch of the imagination, That's which is cool. kind of surprising because I agree with John. Make a pretty cool opener.
0: Yeah, even if even if they didn't play all of the track, if they just played this opener just to get people you know warmed up and you know vibing and ready for the the show at hand, that that still I think would have worked. That would have been really cool, but. For all I know, this song is going to com- take a massive turn somewhere and just and just rock our faces off. Uh, so yeah. I guess uh, let's find out, yeah? Yeah, but
2: short of, short of taking that left turn, what we've heard so far has the beat, ha- ha- has the vibe of everything mm-hmm. that you want to, op- to open the show. Yep, I agree. Yeah.
1: yeah. But uh, like Mark said, uh, pretty much every song we've done so far has taken that turn. So we'll see what happens with Fools here Let's as find we out, continue yeah. on. Yeah.
2: I think that the issue with the song and probably why it didn't get to play is the chorus, right? (laughs) Like to me, to me, the chorus feels like it's falling. I don't know about you guys, but for me versus where we started and where we, where we continued now we're into the chorus a little bit and it's falling flat for me. Oh, Mm -hmm. I kind of like the
1: chorus just because I like that line. I live with fools because you you look at the lyrics up to this part. It's about, you know, I ain't about to go to school uh, I never see them, but they're always on my back. Well, I'm sick and tired of cleaning room, and it's the final bell for pushing room. Like, like we said, it's very young Dave-type yeah. lyrics, right? I live with fools. Uh, but, you know, I I, I, I love the harmony. I, I love the, you know, Eddie and Mike uh, back there on background vocals, right? And uh, that line, I live with fools, seems like a very, you know, if I was playing the backyard uh, high school circuit,
0: you know, th- this is the, the, the kind of lyrics I'd probably come up with. I was just going to say, uh, Michael is – very much, uh, his presence is very much over this one. Um, so <laughs> it's very, very notable. I'm not mad at it. Um, and now I, and now I know why this was one of their songs during their bar days. This song sounds like a bar song. Like, it just sounds like you're you're at a dive and you're just, you're, you're kicking it. Maybe you're not even paying attention, but you're paying attention just enough because the song rocks and you're just having a good time throwing a few back. It, at least it gives me the bar vibes. So it makes sense. Makes sense. They would play this uh, back in back in their uh, bar playing days. So I, I get it. It it works. I can see that. Yeah, like a, it,
1: it sounds like a, a bar track. I I, I can see where it, it, it's kind of leaving John a little flat, but mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm picturing myself, uh, you know, when I was 16 years of age in Plentywood, Montana, with my fake ID that said I was 21. Uh, you know, <laughs> with, with a, a a Schlitz or a Coors Light in my hand, li- listening to a song like this from a local bar band. So
0: uh i, I totally there's get light. that yeah <laughs> my man um
1: do you think it, it it's falling flat for you at this point mark the, the the chorus
0: uh i mean not really but i do see john's point in it but then again i'm looking at it from a point of uh and we've we've gone over it almost every time we've done a dave tune uh the chorus is there's not much to them there, there's not a lot. Uh, usually it's it involves the title of the track. Sometimes that's all it is. Yep. it's just the title <laughs> of the track. So, you know, this one, it makes me blue. I live with fools. It makes me blue. Yeah, it just feels it feels like a typical kind of Dave chorus. He's not really putting a whole lot of uh, thought into it, or uh, maybe it's too very on the nose. I don't know. Um, it's it doesn't uh, necessarily fall flat just because I think it works for the for the song, but I could definitely understand uh, where John's coming from in terms of it falling flat for him, because um, it's not a great chorus. But I guess you're not really listening for a great chorus. At least I'm not.
2: No, no. but to, to that point, you, fi- you figure that it, at, at this stage of their career, they're playing, what, 11 songs or so live? Oh, probably, yeah. probably This is the third
1: album, so they're they're more, they're, yeah, they're yeah. opening at this point. Yeah, so they're... you're thinking maybe like 18.
2: Okay, so they're playing 18. Is this gonna end up being after the next after the next album? Like, is this gonna be in their top 18 tracks to play? And that's probably why it
0: falls off, right? I, I got you. I see what you're saying. You, you,
2: you know, you know, like when I say it's falling flat, it's not falling flat for like average Joe band, mm-hmm. right? But you know, as I stated near the top of the show, Van Halen's always in my playlist, and, and and there's not a lot of the tracks that fall flat anywhere, and by flat, I mean, versus what the rest of the song is, right? Like, if this is a regular band and you're hearing the song, you're going to be blown away. But this is Van Halen, and the standard I think is a lot higher, and I think the bar to get a bar of what a great song is and what a song that maybe doesn't get played live is higher too. Right. So, so, so if this is their 19th best song as Van Halen's 19th best song, that's still their 19th best song, but it's not getting played live anymore.
1: Well, and probably John, John's exactly right. Cause I'm looking at a set list from 1976, which is two years before Van Halen won in fools was the closer. If you can believe it, but <laughs> there, there was also like, you know, they, they played on fire. They played somebody to get me doctor. Uh, I'm the one running with the devil. Uh, this is actually the the earliest known performance of running with the devil, May 29th, 1976, but they didn't play it. Uh, past uh, the release of Van Halen one, only one time, or I guess, uh, what did I say? 1970. Yeah. Only one time they played it in 1980 at the river Coliseum, April 24th. Mm. so so that would have been, you know van halen too uh, i mean you know, they, they had fool, so, so many
0: so many other great tracks to work with i guess you know when you're you only can play for so long in a given show so <laughs> they figure we can scrap fools i think it's okay
1: and it, it was the second song played that night and that was the only time on that tour and since that they ever played
0: fools. so mm. john has a point guess they weren't too crazy about it so uh, fair enough all right let's keep going To I to too much rock and roll Don't
1: want no just if you're All right, lyrically, we have uh, uh, my teachers all gave up on me. no matter what they say, I disagree. And when I need something to soothe my soul, I listen to too much rock and roll. Very, very Dave lyrics, especially early Dave, right? Mm. Uh, the circus, the circus has just left town. Why behave in public if you're living on a playground? It makes me blue. Ooh, I live with fools. So, uh, yeah, lyrically, not much there. But uh, around this era of Van Halen, that, that that's kind of what you'd expect, right? Yeah,
2: but but, but I'm nodding my head along to, to, to the riffs. Mm. You know, he's just giving a, a, enough flair to not overpower the song, but to show. Eddie's playing, um, Alex is doing his thing on the drums and, and, and my, 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 Michael is do, doing his bit on the bass. And, and to me, the harmony and, and the riff really play well, um, here and, and the lyrics are just a sp- sprinkle on top as they usually are on a Van Halen track, especially at this stage of their career. Yeah,
0: exactly. Especially yeah. early. Van yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I, I, echo what John said, just Eddie's not doing a lot. This is very much a, a rhythm section song. Uh, so Eddie's just kind of uh, providing a little bit of extra flair. As John said, just he, he's doing enough to let, li- to remind you, he's still there, but he's not doing anything like overly crazy. Um, the, the, the main riff is the main riff, but I would again say it's more of the rhythm section, you know, Michael and Alex on the bass and drums respectively doing the most. And then of course, Dave is, is, uh, doing Dave, uh, you know, in, in every sense of the word. Uh, and then there's Eddie in the background, you know, he's, he's letting you get, get a little bit of his little ornamentation he's doing his Eddie Van Halen thing and it's fine. Um, but he's not, he's not overpowering it yeah, whatsoever. So that's, uh, it's okay. an interesting sort of, uh, take on the song.
2: I'd like to try to add something to the show for you guys because I really feel oh. that doing D- Dave, doing Dave, isn't doing Dave justice. I always felt lyrically and, and, and melodically Dave does vocal jazz hands very well.
0: You mean he uh, just shakes them? He just, he just no,
2: shakes. His... No, no. Like if you could picture like what somebody does, like what one does with jazz hands and jazz fingers. Mm-hmm. Right. But Dave does that with his voice and in lyrics to a song. So, if Van Halen is a body of a person, Dave is the melodic jazz hands of the group.
0: <laughs> I mean, I uh, when you when you put it like that, sure, yeah, I agree with that. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys notice
1: this. It sounds to me kind of like Dave is kind of back in the mix a little bit. He's not as out front as he was on Van Halen one or Van Halen two. Uh, he he's I agree. maybe yeah he. he maybe Ted Templeman has kind of realized Dave's not the strongest vocalist or the Van Halen brothers realized, well, they always kind of knew he wasn't the strongest vocalist as they, they were. Right, really yeah. Dave the, fans. I mean, he, he wasn't their first choice. No, been, no not, like, not even close. Second choice they, they brought him into the band because he had the PA system, but, uh, he, you know, he, he, sound he's not up front in the mix. Like he was in those earlier albums. He, he's kind of back a little bit, isn't he? Right.
0: Maybe they're, uh, It's hard. If it was a different producer, I might have said that, uh, oh, well, that's just the new producer's style of doing things, whatever. But no, maybe uh, maybe Ted's sort of realizing some or maybe he's just trying something new. Maybe he even uh, told the guys in the band like, hey, what if we uh, try this instead of what we normally do? Um, And this being the third album and the guys are already probably reaching for material because, as you say, uh, record an album, tour, 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 record an album, tour. So they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Do, do what you think you can do to help keep us fresh and relevant. You know, we'll just, we'll worry about whatever tunes we're doing. So maybe that had something to do with it or maybe in the, uh, when recording this particular track, uh, maybe Dave was off the rails. And as a good producer does in order to keep the vocals from going too off the rails, they got to uh, work some magic. And perhaps perhaps uh, Dave being sort of uh, more more in the back of the mix uh, is is Ted doing some producing magic. I don't know. That's my only speculation.
1: All right, mark you're the guitar player on the panel what'd you think of that
0: that's an eddie van halen solo that's that's pretty much what i got for that um this isn't i don't think this is his uh finest hour but it's certainly not his weakest uh he what eddie does best i feel we've talked about this in a given song he plays the solo that best fits the song and i and that tends to um help the song a lot more. There are times where he will play a solo and the solo will save the song, at least for me, because the, the song might drag. And then Eddie's like, ah, I got this. Come on. And then uh, it's like, hey, how about that? Nice track. Just because of the solo. This one, this one felt like the the solo that was meant to be for this song. And it also sounds like this is uh one that he probably knew very, very well, given that this is one of their uh, earlier uh, songs that they perform so he probably just th- I wouldn't be shocked if uh, this was one of his first big solos in uh, in Van Halen uh, when they were writing music together like oh man check this out I I, I I nailed it I got all the notes I nailed it yeah and he was like so proud of it little did he you know anyone realize it would be just a footnote later on in his career with some of the great solos he would do but again that's just me 100% speculating because I cannot get inside the mind of the man, but I like the solo. I didn't think it was good. Very, very blues heavy, but the song is blues heavy. So it fits. Uh, how'd you feel Corey? Exactly that it's, it's blues heavy, but the song is blues heavy. Like, uh,
1: everything about this song screams the blues. That's why I equated it to uh, like early Aerosmith and John equated it to like early Zeppelin because they're both very much blues bands, they're very heavy rock and blues bands. So uh th- that's kind of how i saw it too john what did you think
2: i, I really i really dug what, what he was doing i felt like i got cut a little short like, like i felt like dave cut in a little bit early mm-hmm. um i probably would have liked another you know 15 30 seconds of it um it, it just felt it, it just felt like if it, the song was vibing and flowing very well and the solo feel, felt like it almost hit a cliff like and, and now we're going back into the song and it's like, I, pr- I could have used a little bit more of a transition back into the song. I get it. I, I would agree with that it
1: didn't seem that long. Yeah. Like, like you said, there, there, it seems like there should be another measure after that where we kind of extras out of the, the, uh, the solo. So yeah, I totally get that. I'm All right. Let's keep going here with fools. yes mark is so happy why (laughs) tell everybody why you're happy
0: mark because we got
1: this
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i said if we didn't get it in this song based on the description that dave gave it i would be really upset and here i am so happy (laughs) i wish you all could see the smile on my face right now (laughs)
1: And there's still 38 seconds left on the outro of this song. So we're gonna get more of it. more zoobity bops. <laughs> God bless him. John, any
2: comments on how we're ending the song here tonight? I I, I, th- I think it's really appropriate. I th- the song itself as a whole, I don't know how I feel about it, but the parts of the song I'm really enjoying. Um, we could probably talk about how, how it works as a whole later. But as we're breaking down each part of it, we're getting all the pieces that you want out of a Van Halen song. And, and, yeah. and with, with, with Dave doing his vocal jazz hands right here, this is, this is Dave's vocal jazz hands <laughs> that work.
1: Literally,
0: 100%. percent, 100%. 100% what
1: it is. Yeah. All right. Let's listen to the last 38 seconds here. Mark, you are so happy right now. Explain to everybody why you're laughing.
0: I'm oh oh my god. Well, cuz there for a second it sounded like he just got sick of doing it and he was just going kind of like <laughs> the intent <laughs> Templeman's probably just like, I don't know, keep, keep doing something. The song's still going like. <laughs> and I don't know. That's, that's some of the funniest things I've ever heard from Ben Hill. And so that is why I'm <laughs> laughing. That, that to, to Mark's point
2: is David Lee Roth doing his best Muppet impression at the end of the song. <laughs>
0: He nailed it. I want to see that Muppet on the Muppet show.
2: Bring it back. It, 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 it would have been very fitting. It was, it was the right time. The, the Muppets were on the air. And if there was a Muppet that came on like the Manalina Muppet, but just started doing like some, some like bored David Lee Roth. Like...
1: Bored David Lee Roth. That would be the best Muppet. <laughs>
0: It's it's almost if if Animal wasn't a drummer he'd be bored David Lee
1: a <laughs> How long are the brothers going to play alright <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's it's animal. Yeah. It's like,
2: yeah. Just and We need three more bars. Yeah. yeah, we need three more bars. Like, and he just he just yeah.
1: ran out of things to say. Like, just, and you notice he, he wasn't was going like noises now. And he, he wasn't doing the, the 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 typical like high pitch stuff, right?
0: He, it was you know the, no, this is nineteen
1: eighty David Lee Ross so he's like He
0: was, like, <laughs> he was uh, tired. We'll, we'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's not tired there he's yeah he is all on it. He's like it. yeah he's not woohoo and he's he just kind no, of yeah. no woohoo and
1: just, <laughs> 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 just... <laughs> he's dr teething it yeah all right. <laughs> all right john just so you know at this point in the show we vote on whether uh we like the song or not and how we do this is we have uh, two sound clips from the sammy hagar era one is uh from dreams uh, where we say that's what dreams are made of, or if we didn't like it, uh, dream another dream, this dream is over. So we're going to start with Mark Meyer. He's going to look in the camera, give me a thumbs up or thumbs down, and then I'm going to play the clip. Mark, is this what dreams were made of, or is this dream over?
0: The honest answer is that this is not uh, one of Van Halen's greatest songs. There is a reason why you won't find this one on any of their greatest hits albums. You won't, but it'll, it is also more to what John said. You get little pieces, little snippets of everything that you do want in a Van Halen song. At least I feel, uh, especially during the diamond Dave era, you're getting uh, the flair of Eddie. You're getting a strong rhythm section with Alex and, uh, and Michael and, you're getting Dave doing uh, what Dave can do. He's not doing a ton of the hows and the, the woos and why, you know, all the thing he's not doing a ton of those. And that's fine because you can't do it all the time. You get, uh, otherwise it gets stale. You got to keep it somewhat fresh. and, need I say more about the boop, bab, bab. that's all I wanted from this song based on the description. And I got it. I got a lot of it there in the last 38 seconds. So I'm very, very happy about that. I'm not hard to please. Um, I know some people out there will go like, well, that doesn't make any sense that you gave this one a thumbs up and uh, some other more maybe worthy tracks, uh, a thumbs down, but you know what? Hey, c- whatever get off of me it's it's fine. our show <laughs> this is it's our you know, show yeah it's our show this is this is this is how i feel this song made me feel like i was rocking out in a bar and it's fun to rock out in the bar you know so that's i got what i needed from it that's what dreams are made of uh but uh let's let me ask you uh cory is this what dreams are made of or is uh the dream over <laughs> This is not
1: the best song on women and children first, but it's fun. I had a lot of fun listening to this. I had a lot of fun with my friends, Mark and John, listening to this track. And I had a lot of fun listening to David scat at at the end of the song. And the band was tight and the harmonies were great. Uh, This is one of my favorite Van Halen albums. I'm a big fan of women and children first. And, uh, you know, this isn't the first track I I, I, I gravitate to. Obviously, there are some huge hits uh, on this album and the credible rock came from this album. Everybody Wants Some, Romeo's Delight, uh, even a song like In a Simple Rhyme, uh, w- w- which is kind of a, a low-key, a huge Van Halen song, but I had a lot of fun with Fools. So uh, I had a lot of fun with you guys here tonight, and a lot of fun breaking this down. So I'm absolutely going, that's what dreams are made of. So that that's two to the positive. Let's go over to Mr. John Mariano. John, what's your vote? <laughs>
2: So, um, t- to your point, like we- we've heard that this isn't their greatest track, and I think that's unfair. This is one of the greatest bands of all time. Mm-hmm. But this is a track that, had I heard it before tonight, would have easily been in my rotation, and I'm going to add it to my rotation. While, as a whole, I don't know that I love the song. I love every part of the song, and it gives me all the flavors of Van Halen. I think early on... You know, Mark and I were, were trying to figure out, is this early Van Halen? Is this experimental Van Halen? And Mark was right. This is early Van Halen. They are clearly figuring out who they are, and they're putting all the parts in place at different parts of the song later on in their career. We're going to hear parts of this song it, as entire songs, you, you know, and, and that's when they figure it out is... is Oh, let's do the Dave Scott song or, Oh, let's do the Eddie experimental song, or let's do the, 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 Michael and Alex rhythm song. And and they, they do work that out and figure that out. And then they fla- learn how to sprinkle in and flavor in the other pieces better. Um, but to hear this and to hear, you know, the progression of what this is going to become, um, is pretty special. No, Very well said. And, uh, you know who else would
1: agree is. Uh,
0: oh! oh, yes. David loved it too. Of course he did. He, <laughs> he, just, he got to yeah! scat and he got to have fun. <laughs> of course he did. So, our first track for Women and Children
1: First, Mark, uh, I, I thought it was a good one to start off with. What do you
0: think? I think so, too. Wouldn't have been my uh, first choice uh, whatsoever from this album. But, hey, you know, that's that is just the spin of the wheel. That is that's how we do it here. And that is part of the fun, the part of the fun that we have on here. But we have lots of fun. That's the goal of doing this podcast. We've mentioned it before. We do this because it's fun. We don't do it because, you know, we have just super opinions about Van Halen music and the world must hear it. Like, no, we do this for fun because we love this band and we love what they do. But, you know, with an open mind and uh, with some fresh takes and perhaps to show you that not all of their catalog is invincible. Uh, You know, there is a few duds in there, but nobody is immune to a few duds in their catalog, especially when you've been around for as long as Van Halen has. So that's all it is. But it's all love. We do it out of love. And that's why we do this. And we love having guests on our show as well, especially uh, especially John. We, we like to bust his balls, but that's because he does Absolutely. it to us. But we, but, we, but we love having him on. So, John, um, any, any words, parting thoughts, and uh, where can people find you if they want to uh, impose those uh, words and thoughts upon you?
2: Zip it up, blah boo. <laughs> I, um, thanks for having me this, this podcast is fantastic I love you guys um, I love you guys beyond this podcast but you guys doing this podcast I think is something really special um, talk, talking music, breaking it down in this way and talking about this band and, and, and their impact on, on rock and our lives I think is a really special thing um, where can people find me I, I, I've been helping out our buddy uh, Ken Knapsack over on his Twitch channel um, Tuesday nights, we we ride, uh, we ride the West on uh, Red Dead Redemption. But the big thing, if you want to support him, is over on Mixcloud. He's doing this pop, rock, and radio. Most of you guys are radio fans. And Ken DJs, he puts together killer playlists um, usually every Saturday night, and he's been sprinkling in some during the week as well. Um, you can listen to him live on Mixcloud, or you can listen to him you know, uh, um, on his back catalog, um, each episode's like a two hour block of Ken playing, spinning some of the best music. And the best thing about Mixcloud is some, some, some of the, uh, s- some of the money and everything goes, goes to the artist,
0: which is really important. Nice. Very cool. Big shout out to Ken Napsock there. Uh, good dude. Good dude. Uh, Corey, where can the people find you if they want to give you their thoughts on this song? You can find me at CD Marset on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And of course uh, the show Twitter is at podcast Will rock. Uh, the website is podcast rock.com. I've uh, been getting a ton of tweets, a uh, lot of new followers. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, you know, we're one of the most popular music commentary podcasts in Australia. Very Ooh. excited about that. You know, we, we, we've hit the charts in the U S in Canada, in Thailand, and now Australia, we've actually charted higher in australia than any other country so god bless you australia let's throw another (laughs) shrimp on the barbie uh i'm here for you and let's keep the conversation going i know a lot of people commented on last week's show um the votes were overwhelmingly in favor of chinatown as as uh, mark and i were as well uh so i'm curious to see what everybody out there in the Twitterverse thinks of fools from women and children first
0: absolutely that's awesome uh yeah please australia if you want to have us over as special guests please do that that would be awesome we'll find uh, out f-
1: we're, we're we're cool with that absolutely we totally
0: will but if you we'll do a live if you, show if you want to uh front those tickets too that would be yeah we wouldn't be mad <laughs> about that that's fine um uh, but we know times are tight you can find me at mark the bat on twitter and instagram as Corey said, uh, uh, at podcast will rock. That's our Twitter. Yeah. We love uh, interacting with you guys. We love the polls, the rock and polls as it were. Um, very curious to hear how you guys react to this particular track. And, uh, I gotta say, I don't think this is going to be the last time we hear from our friend Mariano. I think oh, Mariano I would grace us with his presence again. Uh, even if we have to drag him, uh, kicking and screaming, uh, we'll do it. We'll find a way because uh we've we've just barely scratched the surface out of this character. So I assure you, uh, good times are coming.
2: I'm gonna keep coming back until until we catch a Sharon song So <laughs> I'll be back as often as you want.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe every time the wheel spins a Sharon song, we just we call in John and be like, "Hey,, uh, you want to be on the show real quick? Uh, we're just gonna do this song. <laughs> Just every time it's a Sharon song. That'll be our bit. So I I gotta, I
1: gotta know I gotta get John's comments on how many say I because that is one of the worst <laughs> songs I have ever heard. And I, I need to know Mariano's comments on that one.
0: All right so yeah be on the lookout for that it's gonna it's gonna happen it's gonna be a uh and one of these days we'll get to infamous christy on the show as soon as we spin uh the song that she wants to hear believe me it, <laughs> that that's gonna be a good time uh but we always have a good time talking about one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time van halen that's what the show is all about that's why you tune in thank you all for tuning in we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later